Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, takes, and opinions about your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, from the good to the bad to the Mariners. Can we stop talking about the Mariners? They ain't even playing anymore. But we love them. We do love them. We love them, and... Apparently, that tagline is some of our fans' favorite part of the episode because they don't make it past about 45 seconds in before they flip the channel. So we're going to keep it there so we at least get that 45-second hit. So The freaking Mariners. There you are. There you are, fans. Well, this episode, we're going to divert a little bit from the Pacific North Fresh and we are going nationwide because we are going with something that is near and dear to our hearts and to the hearts of millions of fans out there. And that is fantasy football. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) What we're going to do uh, we're going to try and do this as often as we can, but kind of highlight some guys at some positions. Some might be the big name guys that you took earlier in your draft. Some guys might be late rounders, but guys that we think have a good matchup for the following week. Uh, you know, me, I'm always in contention for the, for the ship, you know, I'm the commish, the one, the only Coach Red, you can find me on Twitter at the real Coach Red, on Insta at the real underscore Coach Red. Find the podcast page at Coach Red Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Or maybe you want that late round sleeper. You didn't take him in the first. You didn't take him in the fifth. You didn't take him in the seventh. One of his favorite numbers is 13. You took a flyer on him, but you're impressed as hell at what he's done for your squad. The one, the only, Lefty France. What's up, Pete? I'm drafted 13th round. 13, Feels great. Yeah. 13 great. for some is an unlucky number, but for him. It's my favorite. It just lucky like a glove. Like a glove. Follow me on Instagram at dfrance13 and on Twitter at leftyfrance. Follow the pod. Follow Coach Red. Let's do it. Do it, do it, do it. So we're going to be talking today about this new, this newfound fad that seems to be sweeping the nation in fantasy football. You have young people doing it, old people doing it. Guys, girls, non-binaries, people that love stoves. Who knows? All people love playing fantasy football. And proven I don't know about you. Look it up. I don't know about you, Lefty, but through five weeks, unlike our beloved Mariners who are sitting at two and three, I am not. I am sitting at five and zero. I am four and one in one league. So guess what? You're going to be hearing some good top notch because if you add those together, that's nine and one. That's 90%. That's an A. That is an A for sure. 
big brains over here. Please get degrees. Yeah. C's even get degrees. Yeah, we ain't we ain't effing <laughs> not effing with C's, B's, or D's. We're shooting towards the top. Oh yeah, always. All right. I mean, we could go through here and just name out every single guy that is. All right, for quarterback, who should you who should you put in that lineup? Who's the guy we would stick with? Is it going to be Patrick Mahomes this week, or is it going to be Josh Allen? We're not going to do that. I mean, we could sit here and just nitpick the top tier guys left and right, but those guys are set it and forget it. Some we're going to pepper in some of those guys that we think have favorable matchups, but we're also going to go with some guys that were drafted in you know those mid to late rounds, those sleepers like Lefty France hitting the snooze button on them early. Now they're coming at you hard, fast, and furious. I mean, Vin Diesel's here. Paul Walker's here. We're on ben. We're on iteration number nine or something. I don't know. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is now a regular. What's up? But big shout-out to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Shout-out. And for the U, what up? Terramana. So, Creator of tequila. Let's, let's start off. With the gun slingers, QBs. Um, for me, a guy that's really stepped up, had a great rookie year, has really taken that next step forward, has shown up in big time games versus big time opponents. For me this week, it's Justin Herbert. You've got a guy that is slinging the rock better than damn near anyone in the whole NFL. He's got a high trajectory. He's fringe MVP candidate worthy right now. Uh, his team's now sitting at the top of the division. They're facing a Baltimore team that has struggled and has had to have back-to-back miracle comebacks against the Colts and the Lions, a 62-yard field goal, 63-yard field goal against the Lions, and then an improbable comeback against the Colts. I'm ready for Justin Herbert against a depleted secondary that's missing Marcus Peters has had Marlon Humphreys banged up a little bit to continue slanging the ball to Jared Cook, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Guyton, Austin Eckler. Pick your poison because Justin Herbert is putting it all over the field and he's been mixing it up with the legs a little bit. Got a rushing touchdown Mm -hmm. last week as well against the Browns who – I've played pretty well against big time opponents, but stumbled against the Bolts last weekend. So this is, a team, a stud. this is a team that is on the rise, and Herbert is a great fantasy option because not only is he putting the ball through the air, but he's also getting a few yards with the legs as well. I like it. Herbie fully loaded. Oh my God, Lindsay Lohan, don't <laughs> at us right now, please or do. Just kidding. Whatever you want. Don't. I don't want to be hit up by Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> except for fantasy advice. And then we got your back. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Lefty, give me a give me a quarterback that you that you feel uh, warm and fuzzy about. All right, my quarterback is Matthew Stafford. Taking on the Giants in New York. Banged up Giants offense. Uh, Not sure about their defense, but I know it's not very good. 
their defense isn't amazing. You've got uh, Blake Martinez is out, who's kind of the heart and soul of that defense. Yeah. Dory Jackson, the guy that gets cut on a rookie contact contract and makes more money is out there for you at corner let's go smart man but yeah i got stafford he has proven that the rams has been a great move for him and he fits in perfect with that offense quarter or wide receivers cooper cup robert woods van jefferson deshaun jackson like he's got weapons all around him and he knows that and he doesn't feel like he has to do everything like he did in Detroit. And it's just, it's cool to see him in a position where he can succeed because everyone knew he could be a great quarterback anywhere else and was kind of stuck in Detroit. So to see him go to the LA Rams and, have that high-powered offense with a pretty stout defense, too. He might be able to get a ring. Who knows? Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is you really look at it. Like, Matthew Stafford's always put up big numbers. And now yes, he's got always. more weapons around him. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a year that the dude didn't even make the Pro Bowl, and he had f- over 5,000 yards, 40 TDs. I mean, yeah. Uh, Matthew Stafford is always one of those, like, middle-of-the-road fantasy quarterbacks. But in seeing what the combination of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods did last year or last week to uh, Seattle Seahawks our beloved, team. Our beloved Hawks. So you look at that and you look at the Giants that aren't really faring too much better at the cornerback position. This should be their, – their strength is their run defense. So yeah. you should see a big day from Matt Stafford. I completely agree. Who you got at uh, – we're going running backs now? RB1 for me, this is a guy that's a top-of-the-draft type of guy, but he just continues to impress. He's never that top five guy, but always ends up in the top five. And for me, that's Austin Eckler. He does so much. He can run between the tackles. He can hit the corner. Great pass catcher. In a PPR, this guy is a set-it-and-forget-it, week-in, week-out guy. I mean – He's so good at fantasy that opposing teams drag him into the end zone so they can get you more points. Happened yeah. last week with the Browns. They yeah. were like, hey, Coach Red, we know on your fantasy <laughs> team that you could use six more points. Here you go. That's how I felt when uh, I had Alvin Kamara last year on Christmas Day. Oh, my it was, goodness. It was the six gift that kept on giving. Oh, and I still won by half a point because the guy had Devontae Adams. But that's besides the point. Yeah, but Continue. Eckler, Eckler against Baltimore. Baltimore isn't – their defense is aging a little bit, and you can see that. They're giving up bigger plays. They've been hit by the run. You know, week one, Josh Jacobs has a huge game against them. And the versatility that Austin Eckler gives you in the run game and the passing game – is really a different dynamic than a lot of other backs in this league. There's guys that are primarily runners. There's other guys that are primarily pass catchers. Austin Eckler's the true 50-50 back that is a lead back. There's no yeah. other back that is a number one that is 50-50, you know, a little bit more towards the run, but 
in terms of production and yardage, there's no one that touches Austin Eckler. And I want to give him some props. I need to hit him up on Twitter so I can try and win like a free signed jersey. Yes, from him. sir. Austin Eckler's been on damn near every one of my fantasy teams every single year. He's my keeper this year. He'll be my keeper next year. Big ups, big shout out to our boy, Austin Eckler. I'll never forget when he took over uh, Melvin Gordon. Just, just Melvin got hurt and boat proved racing. that he was a, a RB1 and continues to prove it. Speaking of RB1, so you got as your RB1 going into this week. I've got – Jonathan Taylor. He Taylor Thomas. What's up? Home improvement. Big week against uh, Baltimore on Monday night. Had a 76 yard touchdown catch. Catch, I mean, yeah, yeah, he put up 116 yards in the air or receiving off of three catches and a touchdown. That's that's big. also had 15 carries, 53 yards, and a touchdown. Two touchdown night. That's it's a good night. He had two rough, rough weeks, week two and three. Didn't really do much. I mean, one week was against uh, the Rams, which is always a tough defense. Um, but, yeah, they're taking on Houston in, in Indianapolis, coming off a Get tough right game. Yeah, coming off a tough loss against uh, the Ravens, and I think he he puts up about the same numbers, if not more, uh, this week against a hurting Houston team in general. Almost uh, – big shout-out to Houston real quick. Almost beating New England last week. They were in it tooth and nail to the end. Yeah. At points, White Mills was outplaying Mac Jones. Didn't, yeah, didn't last whole game. He only outplayed him for about three quarters. But I, I think they do win. How have they won a game this? They won week? opening day. Okay. How I, I think they do win one more game this I season. I agree. And I thought they were going to be especially the worst when Tyrod team. Taylor gets back. Once Tyrod gets back, I mean, he's a good guiding force. It's the only game they won when he was at the helm. Yeah, Tyrod's had just a rough career. Just can't. Nothing goes his way, which is terrible because hey, he's a great quarterback. I'll lead the Bills to their first playoff game in over twenty years. But go ahead and go ahead and cut me next year yeah. so you can get Josh Allen. It's fine. Oh, I'll go. I'll go over. You know, to the Browns. They've never had a quarterback. Yeah, draft Baker Mayfield number one. I'll lead you to the promised land. Oh wait, I get a concussion. Dang. Don't worry. I'll go lead the Chargers. That's fine. Oh, yeah. you punctured, punctured my lung. <laughs> yeah. Bad luck, Tyra Taylor. Yeah, just the lung. Poor guy. All right, All right. RB RB two. I think yep. RB's here. And Yummy. I'm going to go with a guy that's got the beef, just like Arby's. <laughs> and he's been getting the beef of the carries and is becoming a more integral part of this offense. And for me, that's James Robinson, a guy that was looked at as being RB2 going in the year with the Jacksonville Jaguars drafting ETN, gets hurt at the beginning of the year. You expect a big workload early for James Robinson. Doesn't happen. 
the last two weeks, eclipses 100 yards, has been getting a lion's share of the targets. I think right now the Dolphins are a team that had big expectations going to this year as they flirted with the playoff spot and have absolutely fell on their face. I think this is a time that the Jacksonville Jaguars can make a push to get their first win of the season. And James Robinson can do it all for you. He can catch the ball a little bit. He can run between the tackles outside. And they've been relying on him more and more heavily. He's been getting over 20 touches a game the last couple of weeks. He's becoming that safety valve for Trevor Lawrence. And to take the pressure off Trevor, you need to have a good running game. And granted, there are some good run stuffers for the Dolphins, but especially if Jacksonville can somehow get a lead, they're going to want to try and milk clock a little bit, mix some stuff up with the screens. I feel like James Robinson can have another big game this week and be touching that, you know, 15 to 25 point range, which is, if I get that out of RB2, yeah, uh, sign me up. I'll take that. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you very much, please. Yeah. Well, I think it's crazy that James Robinson obviously played for Jacksonville last year and had a great season phenomenal great season and then this year Urban comes in and gives him five carries in the first game Carlos Hyde is a Ohio State boy for him he's yeah got, he's but got, like here's the crazy thing Urban Carlos learned. Hyde is not that much bigger than well. James Robinson and Carlos Hyde we watched him for the Seahawks for a couple of years yeah he can have a good game or two but when you're talking about power running, that's not Carlos Hyde. He's no. a one cut, find yeah. the hole and dart. He's not your goal line guy. Let James Robinson be that versatile guy at the goal line because it seemed like they were trying to let, you know, Trevor Lawrence and or Carlos Hyde Vulture at the end zone. And guess what? When they tried to hand it off to Carlos Hyde, he didn't make it in and get you six. So why don't you roll with the guy that consistently can get in? Puts it in the, the end last zone. Two yeah. years, give yeah. our boy. J Rob, some love. Seriously, the man's good, and I let mean, that undrafted boy cook. He's he's in Hell's Kitchen. Gordon Ramsay's over his shoulder, and he's outperforming every week. The top dogs are going down. Yeah, yeah, he proves. Gordon Ramsay's that probably calling him a wanker. But <laughs> guess wanker. what? He's like the good wanker. Like <laughs> Ted Lasso got called a wanker at the beginning, but then they started calling him a wanker, but in a different way. Yeah. So in a, in a the duality way. of wanker. <laughs> All right. I'm going with my RB2. Also thinking RBs. Oh, you got some beef? Yeah. This beef guy's cakes. got a lot of beef. And his name is Najee Harris. Ever heard of him? Uh oh yeah. Where where did he go to school? Uh did he play for the Montreal Alouettes or something? CFL? Um, yeah, I think it was something like that. No. Or like or, Maine or was it RBU Bears or something like that. Or RBU. Oh, yeah, running back university. Yeah. But Najee Harris, guy is a stud. He's a rookie and the Steelers. Going. Yeah, it's definitely. There's – and. The Steelers are starting to use him how he was used in Bama. And he's showing that he, like, that's what he can do. Like, he can do everything for the team. Catch balls out of the backfield. Run north-south. Do, with do whatever. Yes, with a lot of power. 
And unfortunately, he is Seahawks taking fans, on our your ears. Seahawks Close them. Earmuffs. Defense, which is very, very atrocious, right? Atrocious right now. What? You're telling me that running backs like Derrick Henry, Alexander Madison, <laughs> and Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle have been eating them alive. So why would Najee Harris have a big game? Yeah, he's due for a big night because it's oh. a Sunday night game in um, Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, I'd love for the Hawks to take the win, but I think Najee torches torches the Hawks team. <laughs> yes, feed him. And continue to feed the man because I think Big Ben's arm might fall off during the game. I know it's not Halloween weekend, but he might be a walking zombie out there. You <laughs> see limbs falling off of Ben Roethlisberger because I feel like the dude is about ready to just keel over out there on the field. Yeah, that man is old, 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 old. All right. We got WR ones. WR one. I'm gonna That's go wide receiver ones for. I'm gonna go with that. the guy that was <laughs> across the board, kind of a mid round pick. Didn't do really much in the preseason. Drew a lot of ire from everybody because he had a case of the dropsies, maybe a little bit of the yips, but mm. he's back with his <gasps> record setting college quarterback and they have clicked ever since the year it started through five weeks he has five touchdown catches he's consistently getting near 100 yards i think this is only going to improve and going up against the detroit lions defense who is not they're feisty i'll say that they've come up in big spots but Jamar Chase, for me, is a guy that has evolved into a set-it-and-forget-it number one or number two wide receiver in fantasy football. The guy is electric. Electric. I expected bigger things with Jair Alexander out last week, but he still gets behind the DB. DB trips trying to make a pick. Jamar Chase is right there, basically walks into the end zone. Gets over 100 yards again. And he's had games where he's had one game with two touchdowns. I think he's had one game so far without a touch, but especially with the weapons that you have to guard on this team, he's going to start getting more looks, but T Higgins is a big bodied wide receiver on the outside. Jamar Chase is a little bit smaller, so you might have to match up your best cover guy, especially when you get in the red zone with that big body wide receiver. And then you've got Tyler Boyd, who is one of the most underrated slot players mm-hmm. in the NFL. Big shout-out to Big Tug and big shout-out to Hootay Nation. We're talking about the Bengals heavy right here because Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow picked up where they left off in college. Joe Burrow didn't play the preseason. Maybe he just couldn't find his footing with whoever quarterback number two is. I think it's like Gary Gilbert or something. Nonsense yeah, I, like that. I couldn't tell you. Sorry. <laughs> no, Big Tug. Why don't you listen to this episode? Sorry, Tug. Give us a shout out. Let us know who your dumb shit QB2 is because it <laughs> could be a Chinaman. It don't it matter, matter because if Joe Burrow is not there, you are not sitting at damn near four and one. They took the Green Bay Packers to the woodshed. 
And yeah. this is a team that is on the rise. The off the defense is coming together. They've got a bunch of young pieces, but this offense has got weapons galore. Joe Mixon is back from injury, found his footing, got banged up a little bit, was limited last week, still finds the end zone. But Jamar Chase is the most consistent guy at finding the end zone for this Cincinnati Bengal offense that is starting to hum under under Zach Miller. Or not Zach Miller. Jesus. Big shout out to all you former, you know. Seahawks fans here. Zach Miller. Zach Miller. I know his name is Zach, but I think it's Zach Taylor. Taylor. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Cheers, <laughs> everybody. Jamar Chase, we, we raise a glass to you, buddy. Cheers. Lefty, hit me with that R with that WR wide receiver one. That diva getting you the points. Stunting and fronting. So I think Stefan Diggs absolutely torches Tennessee's defense on Monday night. I believe it's the stage and he's been, yeah, Monday night itching to have a breakout game. He honestly, yeah, he hasn't had great games. Um, Nothing as a wide receiver, the team's doing well, but he hasn't been blowing up like he was last year, which is kind of expected because, Obviously, everyone's best cornerback is going to be probably shadowing him everywhere he goes, trying to shut him down. But the Bills' offense is too good, too legit to quit. Yes. And then um, you got Emmanuel Sanders putting two in the end zone last week. Can't and Dawson Knox at tight end. They're going to open offense. up. Oh, yeah. It's going to open up. Which today. is exactly why I think Stefan Diggs has a huge game. He only had two catches last week against Kansas City for 69 yards, though. Nice. 69. Uh, nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. La, la, la. He's You'll had, never get this. <laughs> he's had two games with 69 receiving yards. Nice. Oh, hello. But, hello, yeah. Stefan Diggs. I think Diggs is due for a 100-plus yard game and one or two touchdowns. That's who I got on my WR1. Who you got a WR2? All right. We've talked about a lot of guys that are household names in the NFL and household names in fantasy. James Robinson kind of grew into that over last year. Same thing with Justin Herbert being the rookie of the year. I mean, you want to talk crazy shit real quick? Let me hit you with some facts. Guys that I drafted last year. QB1 for me was Carson Wentz when he was still with the Eagles. I took a flyer late on Joe Burrow. After week two, I couldn't stand Carson Wentz so bad that I decided to throw all caution to the wind. I dropped Carson Wentz, pick up Justin Herbert. So I have Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, the two guys that are vying for rookie of the Rookies, year, offensive yeah. rookie of the year, until Burrow's ACL goes, goes out. Justin Herbert skyrocketed me to the playoffs. My running back game was completely injury riddled last year. And Herbert was a big reason that I made, made it there. So I'm going to go with a guy who is a rookie. I love drafting rookies and I love them because especially if you're not like a Najee Harris, who's probably still going around one or two as a rookie running back, because if you have that pedigree in the running back game, you want those guys that you can put in that have an obvious role that are going to get that 20, 25 touches a night 
and really propel you and not have a lot of competition. I'm going with a guy that got drafted by a team that has been playing wide receiver carousel, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going with Devonta Smith. The reason I'm going to go with Devonta Smith, they're playing on Thursday night versus the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, the weakness of their defense right now is corners. They signed Richard Sherman like a week or two ago off the streets, and four days later, he plays all but one snap on defense. One of their other starting cornerbacks gets hurt in that game, so they got to go to the street again. So their cornerback room has got Richard Sherman, who may have lost a step a little bit since his days with Seattle and even his early days with the 49ers. He's not a young spring chicken anymore. So I'm going to go with Devonta Smith, who was one of the best route runners coming out of college, has formed a connection again with his former quarterback in Jalen Hurts, those two seem to be on the same page. He's a dynamic route runner. He can get over the top. He can do a lot of things for you. Shit gets weird on Thursday night. So what I'm looking for is Devonta Smith to have another one of those games. Gets a touchdown in the opener. I'm looking and he got a touchdown last week as well. I'm expecting that touchdown streak to keep on rolling. And I'm expecting him a pretty good night because I think that you're going to also see this. The Eagles defense has played good in stretches. So this could be a close game, but you could also see this be more of a blowout for the Bucks on Thursday night. So what you could see is Eagles playing from behind. You're looking at soft coverage, prevent defense, which prevents your defense from doing anything good and letting Devonta work and work that route running and get nine to 10 catches and maybe yeah. a touch. If you're in a PPR league, Full point, half point, you're looking an extra five to ten. And then you throw in that touch. You're you're sitting there at eleven to sixteen points before you account for any yardage. Let's go. Devonta Smith is my big time Thursday night sleeper, but don't sleep on him because he's gonna take your cookies. That's a good one. I like it. Wide receiver two, hit it up. I got DJ Moore. Oh, he's been having a really good season honestly i think he's put put up great fantasy numbers for in years. that perspective yes for years um not really a big sleeper but he did have kind of a lackluster game against the eagles 6.5 fantasy points if anyone was curious in some in leagues in so, yeah and half point ppr um, but he's taken on Minnesota, and I think that is just, that game could turn into the Chargers Browns game last week. It's going to be a shootout, yes, absolute shootout. Oh, and I feel uh, like DJ Moore is locked, cocked, and ready to rock. Yeah, and I think Sam Darnold, this is going to be like his game where he can, can kind of just let a rip, Tater. Yeah. Too show show what he can do and stop running the ball and pass the ball to dj Moore. exactly asshole. maybe a little touch pass like anything anything but dj Moore, he's my wr2 um guys fast can catch pretty much any ball that's thrown his way and i think he's he has solid. a big game and i honestly think the panthers take that take that game too. The crazy thing about DJ Moore too, is he's always that guy 
that you can kind of get a little bit later. He's not one of yeah. those tier one. He's like fringe tier two guys, but he always ends up being like in the top 10 to top 15. Yeah. He's the number one target. You've got a guy on the other side of him, Robbie Anderson, that can take the top off and he can work. He's kind of like that Tyler Lockett person where he can work the outside. He can work the slot, but like you said, shirthanded, the guy doesn't drop balls in his area. And I think that, as the year goes on with Sam Darnold, there's only going to be more and more rapport that's built up. Yeah. And you're going to see more of those Sam Darnold 50, 50 balls go his way. And yeah, I'll take DJ more when in those 50, 50 shots more than the defender. He's already had two plus games of a hundred more receipt or more receiving yards. It's sad 10 or more targets in three of the five games. Like Arnold yeah. likes him. So it's going to be a big game. Big game for DJ. All right, where are we going to next? We're moving to the tight end room. Tight end room. Tight end in university. George Kittle. I believe this guy was invited, but it's it's a guy that we're going back to the Rams. So Matt Stafford, early in his career, they put big time receiving tight ends around him, like Eric Hebron. They draft him in the top 10. The dude's a pure wide receiver threat. He really only has one good year with Stafford because he had Megatron on the outside. He loves hitting those outside receivers. He has that big arm. It seems like over the last couple of years, you know, he has a TJ Hawkinson with him when he's in Detroit. TJ Hawkinson had a big year, even though Matt Stafford was banged up a little bit when he was in the game. He was looking for Hawk. The he one even had Eric I, Ebron back in the day. And yeah, I know. I mean, there. but he didn't hit him very well. Yeah. I think he's evolved more into a guy that loves hitting the tight end. It's that safety valve. And Higby's a great safety valve. The other thing, too, that I like about Higby and this Rams offense is they design, like, tight end screens. It's, it's a McVay thing. With the Seahawks, you've already seen it with Gerald Everett getting a couple of tight end screens. And – one went to the house and the other one was a 45 yard gainer that could call back for a holding. So they do highlight the tight end. It's a little hit or miss, but when you're looking at a giants team, that's a little bit depleted at the linebacker position. I feel like Tyler Higby gives you major upside in this game. I feel like you're going to, you're sitting there, you've got, Daryl Henderson that's coming back from being a little banged up against the Hawks. You got Sony Michelle who they traded for late where if this game gets out of hand, then they can ice it away with those two. But I think at least early on with, especially you've seen what Cooper cup did the first four weeks of the season. He was wide receiver one. Robert Woods last week had like 12 catches for 160 yards. So without a touchdown, when you're looking at DBs, you're going to sit there and like, all right, who do we cover? And then you've got Van Jefferson and Deshaun Jackson that can both blow the top off. So you're yeah. going to be so inundated with those wide receivers and worry about covering. You're hoping your linebackers can cover a guy like Tyler Higby, but I don't think they can. He's not the most dynamic athlete in the world, but he's got short hands. And God damn it, if he can't win you and lead you into the fantasy playoffs, when Gerald Everett got hurt a couple of years ago, he exploded. Yeah, and did. I think this could be a game that could be a turning point that really gives the Rams legitimately 
three pass catching options that could be set it for it or get it guys. And I think this is one of Higby's big breakout games. I agree. It's a great pick. All right. My tight end university. I don't know if this guy actually was invited, but Mike Gusecki. Oh, Gusecki was invited. Miami Dolphins. Shaka bra. Playing Jacksonville Jaguars in London, 6.30 a.m. our time, Pacific Standard. 9.30 Eastern. <laughs> yes. And I don't. Whatever time it is yeah, in London. Yeah, I don't know. I think gloves. it's like one at that time. Who knows? Whatever. But also, I think it's hilarious that we send probably four of our worst teams in the NFL to London. I have a cause... quote. I have quote of the day. Quote <laughs> right, of the let's day. It's by Trevor Lawrence because you've got Jacksonville <laughs> facing Miami. Two teams in Florida, right? Yeah. Lawrence said, I don't know why you guys have to fly us all the way to London to have two Florida teams face each other. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even think about that. But that is so... It's just hilarious. You're like, okay, we send the Jets and the Falcons, and now we're sending Dolphins and Jaguars. Combine maybe before the season. Like, all right, you look at you look at Falcons and Jets. You're not expecting much, but you look at Dolphins, Dolphins and Jags before the season. You're sitting there going, Dolphins were a team on the rise. They were a game out of Mm -hmm. reaching a playoff spot. And many looked at Urban Meyer coming in. You get Trevor Lawrence, that this is a team that could go worst to first. They've yet to find the win column. But this, if shit would have went differently early in the year, this could have been the most hyped London game in a while. True, true. But, yeah, going back to Mike, he's going to have a huge game against – Jacksonville in London he's going to honestly just absolutely abuse the Jaguars I think I'm not sure if two is gonna play I don't know if they've come out 50 right now Uh, worked his way back from the IR it's pretty close I still like Jacoby Brissett I think their connection is gonna continue to grow um, Gasecki and Tua already have a good connection. Last year they had a a great season it was together. Fitz that loved Gasecki though. I mean, oh, Tua, it was yeah. It was Fitz, Fitz that loved like Gasecki, but when you look at this whole team, you've got Devontae Parker who's oft injured. You've got Will Fuller on the squad who's back on the IR. You got Jalen Waddle who yeah. scores a touchdown in his first game, but it's been a little inconsistent. You expect big things out of him and him and Tua. Yeah. And especially if Waddle's healthy and Tua's back, I would expect them to get a little bit more on the same page and have a big game. So then you're gonna have more keys going towards, you know, the Devontae Parkers and the Jalen Waddle. That should open up for Gasecki. I think Gasecki's one of the most underrated guys and it baffles me that besides Fitzpatrick, like that's the only guy that's really heavily targeted him. Yeah. You had two of that 
they had some decent games together, but I'm really looking for them to take that next step forward. And this is the perfect game to do it. I think Miles Jack's a little banged up. He gets the circle off his helmet. They have other guys calling plays because they said Miles Jack, when he went to the Bellingham Academy for not hmm. doing schoolwork, apparently he can't wear the dot on his helmet and be an effective play caller out on the field. You got to have someone else calling it for him so he can play better. It hmm. baffles me. Interesting. But, I mean, you're going to have Miles Jack mashed up with Gusecki, and Jack's a great athlete. Love Miles Jack, former, former Washington kid, went to UCLA, dual threat, ton of athleticism. But he's also been banged up a little bit, and I think he might be a little banged up right now. And, you know, let Gusecki eat, man. Yeah, he's going to have a big game. All right, who we got as your flex? Fle- Chris Flexen. Oh, in the flex, we're just going to have a a bit of tea and crumpets because we're staying in (laughs) London, chap. Staying in London. All right. I like it. For me, I picked James Robinson as my uh, RB2. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stay in London. I'm going to stay in this game, and my flex is going to be Miles Gaskin. University Mm -hmm. of Washington boy had two touchdowns last week. Big fantasy getter. The guy's underrated. He's a small back, but – you look at Jacksonville. They do have good linebacker play, and their D-line is a little suspect. But if you can get some of those linebackers caught up in the wash, especially in the screen game, that's where Miles Gaskin is phenomenal. And even in the run game, for being undersides, the dude always falls forward. This is a guy that I picked up off the scrap heap last year and ended up riding him when I had Saquon Barkley go out with ACL week two and Austin Eckler out for eight weeks. And Miles Gaston helped lead me to the playoffs. The dude, everyone thought that Miami was going to go after other running backs. It's like, all right, Najee Harris is coming. Okay, Javante Williams. Like, we're going to get, you know, all right, let's get Michael Carter. Let's get all these guys. They stood pat. They, they're going to rock with miles gaskin you're gonna also throw in malcolm brown who they signed in free agency who's been hit or miss and then you got salvon ahmed miles gaskin is the leader in the house the dude had two touchdowns last week dynamic in the screen game great pass catcher out of the backfield and i think with this jacksonville team especially if they get down or there's some heavy pressure situations they're going to be trying to key off on trevor lawrence and miles gaskin is going to beast it's gonna be like thanksgiving i don't know i know thanksgiving here in america is like the last weekend of november but i think for the miami dolphins and miles gaskin it might be coming in october because miles gaskin is going beast over there in london give him the chicken leg chicken turkey leg (laughs) turkey leg I'm a chicken guy. Lefty, you have chicken <laughs> for Thanksgiving. No, I'm kidding. We have turkey. I'm a normal human being. <laughs> we almost came to the point in the podcast <laughs> where we had to disown the sleeper. Like the, the 13th round sleeper, Lefty France being drafted, might have might have had to slip next year into the undrafted realm because he doesn't eat goddamn turkey on Thanksgiving. Come on. You can't can't underestimate me like that. She's coming in with that sly, sly stuff. All right, lefty, give me a flex option. All right, I, let's go a little off the walls. 
A little off the walls. Okay. I got Tim Patrick. Denver Broncos. He you got Jerry Judy. Pretty much still the out. only healthy receiver. Jerry Judy, still out. KJ Hamler out. out for the year with ACL. Yeah. And no still there. No fan. Yeah. But Teddy Bridgewater, he likes Tim Patrick. Loves him some Tim Patrick. He's playing the Raiders. They literally lost their head coach. They're a dumpster fire now. It's it gonna, like I their guarantee- special teams coordinator to be the guy. What happened no. to Tommy Cable? Oh, that s- guy was great. Tommy Why isn't he the head coach? <laughs> With his lackluster, dumb shit running attack. Oh, my God. That's exactly why he didn't get the head coaching job. But the, I honestly think the Raiders are going to just go on a downfall and snowball to maybe a top five draft pick. <laughs> no, was, they had some big wins earlier in the year. Too. They did. They had very big wins, but this is a lot for them. Tim Patrick's going to have a day. Denver didn't play great last week. Their defense gave up a lot of points. But, yeah, I just – I think he's gonna he's gonna show. Can we show can, can we also one. say this about your pick? He is the first guy on our entire list that has two first names, first and last, Tim Ooh. and Patrick. Patrick, star. he's a unicorn. He is a unicorn. We love it. We love the unicorns. And Tim Patrick has definitely showed up in big time spots oh, yeah. for the Broncos. I mean, even last year when they had, you know, Jerry Judy was having the case of the drop season, KJ Hamler worried about getting going. I mean, Tim Patrick has been as a as a art as a wide receiver three, has been actually a pretty damn good and reliable wide receiver three and has shown potential to be that wide receiver two, wide receiver one in spots. Yeah. I agree. Like it. Who we got a defense? Defense. I'm gonna go with a team that, for the most part, did a pretty good job of shutting down Aaron Rodgers. They're going up against Jared Goff, who's a little risk adverse in the Lions. But I'm gonna go with Who Day Nation. We're going with the Bengals. Who Bang gals. Because here's the thing: they got <laughs> they bring in bang gals. The bang gals. Who Day. But they have a sneaky good pass rush. Their defensive backfield is actually pretty good. Their linebackers are playing out of their mind, and they have one of the best safeties in the league in Jesse Bates. He's very underrated. He's not a guy that's talked about a bunch. So you look at the combination of the hole there, and you throw in, you've got Trey Hendrickson, the guy they signed from the Saints. The dude has been putting pressure on late, and he is very good. You have Sam Hubbard that is also coming off another edge. They are very stout defensively. This is a young emerging team. And I think this is a good game because you have the Lions who haven't won a game who have been close the last two weeks. I feel like Dan Campbell has a scrappy group out there, but I think this is one where the Bengals really need a big bounce back game. And I think their defense is going to come out firing. I think they want to get after Jared Goff. We all know after seeing Jared Goff, Goff for so many years in the – NFC West that if you put pressure at his feet the dude makes dumb throws he doesn't 
put ball on target. He loses Quintez Cephas, his number one option. He still has TJ Hawkinson, who's a solid person, but you're looking at it. TJ Hawkinson's your best option out of your wide receiver crew or pass catching crew. Tyrell Williams might be back, but where's the strength of the Bengals? You've got Jesse Bates roaming over the top at safety. The dude is an absolute stud. He should get paid a ton of money this offseason because he deserves it. You've got Logan Wilson, who is a top 10 graded guy right now, came out of Wyoming last year. The Bengals went heavy in linebacker, to, not this past year, but the year before in the NFL draft. And those guys are actually playing at a very high level. Your defensive ends are going to create some pressure that's going to put Goff in some iffy situations. He's very susceptible to a strip sack, and I'm hoping that one of those linebackers can get a little scoop and score skis <laughs> in an eight-point play scoop and score. for your who day Cincinnati Bengals. I like it. Lefty, where are you going defensively? We're going back to London. Oh, Cup of tea. <sighs> Cup of tea in the Miami Dolphins defense. Opportunistic. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins haven't – the Dolphins defense has not had a great season. They led the team. They led the NFL in turnovers last year. Yeah. They were great last year. And I don't know what's going on, but I think this is a game where they really show last – what they were like last year this year and Trevor Lawrence has been throwing a decent amount of interceptions. They, if they can get to the quarterback, I think they cause some havoc and get more turnovers. But if they let Lawrence scramble when he can't, when he needs to and stay in the pocket as long as he can, I don't think they have a, a fun day against the Jags. Jalen Phillips time, baby. Mm-hmm. But I got Dolphins. Plus, the other That's thing is why. Dolphins should have, like, I think. Fins up. Is the first time that they've had their entire, like, complement of corners practicing together. Because you got Zayvon Howard, who should be healthy this week. And I think they got Byron Jones as well. Those are both two big opportunistic corners that are very good at taking the ball away. And Trevor Lawrence has shown that if you put a little pressure at his feet and you've got a little bit of a suspect pass blocking line that Trevor Lawrence might be putting some balls up. We might have to be waking up early if we have the Dolphins defense in the yeah. game. Well, we've talked a lot about London, so we might have to be up early to watch this game. Yeah, I've got some play. Dolphs up. Dolphs up. Dolphs up. <laughs> All right, we got kicker. Kicker, I'm going to go with a guy who um, really is much maligned after last week, but this dude has dynamite in his leg. This guy has absolute fire in his leg. 57-yard field goal to win the game. Hits it off the right post. You think a 57-yarder, open stadium in the wind? Yeah, that's a tough kick. Like you're barely, you're barely, you might be hitting the bottom. This dude hit it halfway up the, halfway up the field goal post, and that's that's Evan McPherson for the Bengals. I'm going heavy Bengals this week against the Lions. So they're probably, I didn't check, but I believe they're playing in Detroit. So you're playing in a dome. You're not having to worry about that wind. But Evan McPherson 
legitimately had another shot at a game-winning field goal from 47, and the ball hits the flag at the top of the post. This guy has the biggest leg. I'm expecting the Lions to nut up at some point and really put some stands together because they're they're a feisty squad. Dan Campbell has a bunch of knee biters out there, as he said. And, like, they can they can put you in some spots that you don't expect. But I expect Fearson to have a big bounce-back game and really just nail those long field goals, especially if they're playing in the dome. You don't have to worry about wind or anything like that. Last week was a rough, rough week for kickers across the board. You had so many guys that hadn't missed field goals in so long, you know, doink things. You had so many extra points getting clunked. But I feel like with the Bengals, you should score a decent amount of points, so you're going to get those one points on your extra points. But I think that this Lions defense will flex up at some points and put you into some tough spots. But with the big leg of McPherson, I think that you can be getting those four and five pointers by kicking 40 and 50 yard field goals in this game. I'm with you. I like the pick. Give me a kicker. Well, we're going with. Shout out to Dirty real quick. We'll call this Dirty's kicking corner. (laughs) I've got the man on the other side of the the field um, from that game, Mason Crosby. He was four for seven from field goal range. He, he still ended up as being one of the top kickers because he had four field goals. Yeah, yeah. And missed, what, was it three game winners? Three in a row. Three, three, in, a row. In, a row. three game winners in a row. And the guy is a bet. He's been in the league forever. When he takes his helmet off, he's got gray hair. That's how long he's been in the league for. And he's in Chicago. I think he really bounces back. The windy city. Yeah. It, it could be a little windy, but I really do think he bounces back from that, that performance. I saw a video of him talking with McPherson. He's like, these are the ones that... Uh, keep you going you know like make you practice harder and really focus and the word it it i had trust in him i've trusted him i i think he's trust. gonna trust big trust woo, woo. but crosby lock it in kicker believe ted lasso style believe Love it. Got heavy on the Ted Lasso train. So uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry for all the extra wankers and everything. <laughs> wanker. Yeah, wankers. Plus, I mean, when it comes to fantasy, you got two underperforming teams playing in London. So I feel like this is a this is a recipe that could show up for a big offensive output and a good fantasy output for all you for all you ladies and gents and stove yep. lovers out there. Yep, yep, yep. We got your back. Non-binary. Well, that will about wrap it up for our uh, first fantasy episode. We're not going to commit to an every week. Fantasy is such an ever-changing thing. We want to give you some guys that we think are going to show up and show out. And maybe when we get down the run, we'll break down our top fantasy squads and kind of give you why we like the guys and why we don't and what's going to work for you. Maybe some waiver wire pickups down the road, but 
with how quick this landscape changes, I mean, it's tough for us. We've got a busy lifestyle. We've got dogs, kids, work, and beers to drink. So Life. So life. We've got life. Before, before we get to who we are again, let's give a big shout out to some of our some of our number one fans out there, the the OGs, the originals. Big shout out here to our our fan from Montana. We're gonna bid, give a shout out to Denise. Hopefully Denise. this puts you to sleep as fast as you want to go to sleep. Big She's shout probably out. falling asleep in the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's her favorite part. The good to the bad <laughs> to the Mariners. As soon as it hits Mariners, out like a light. Big shout she out. She was the fan. Big shout out to uh, Scott the Thought. Big shout Scotty. out for, for giving for giving good feedback left and right. Yeah, let's talk about the the man from down the thunder from down under, Russell. Big shout Russell. out for the props. You know. Casey, or some might know her, the Dre. Big shout out for helping us out with uh, yeah. a lot of the marketing, and a big shout out to Killing Kane. Um, if you want to watch some show on Twitch, hit him up. Killing Check Kane. it out. Killing, as in killing, K I L L I N G, and Kane, as in I don't know how you spell it, but it's K A I N. What I don't know how it relates <laughs> to him at all. But he's related to me, so big, big shout out to him as well. Lefty, you have any fan shout outs you want to throw out there to the boys back at EWU? Mm, I don't know. I mean, better shout, shout out, out to one of them. Shout out to EWU. Shout out Cooper Cup. I mean, no, shout out to one of your actual friends oh. that listen to the podcast. Jesus Christ, just get it together. I mean, my roommate. <laughs> my roommate, Joe France. Joe France. Shout Joe out. France. One of my, one of my favorite one of my favorite Insta follows. Love you, Joe France. <laughs> my dog, Rig. You're shouting. Oh, at- my dog. Yeah, Wrigley. I mean, I was calling my dad my dog, but no, it's your roommate. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, my roommate. Sorry, we're not. I don't live with my parents. Not for long. No. NFL. <laughs> NFL. Not for Let's long. Let's end this before <laughs> we came full circle. Let's get this NFL. Ended. It's your boy, Coach Red. Find me on Twitter at the real Coach Red on Insta at the real underscore Coach Red. Hit up the podcast page at Coach Red Pod and the sleeper, <laughs> maybe undrafted next year. We don't know. We'll see what we'll see if he posts a picture with the turkey leg on Thanksgiving. We'll Chicken see. Leg. <laughs> Let him eat. Lefty France. Follow me on Twitter at Lefty France and on Instagram at DFrance13. Follow the pod. Follow Coach Red. Do it, do it, do it. And as always, we want you to stay fresh. Stay fresh, peeps. Peace.